0: Episode 93. My last episode was um, over a month ago. I interviewed Jeffrey Coolwater from Coolwater for Animals, and that was a real pleasure. Alrighty, so um, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Um, I've been organizing a few other things. Um, it's nearly the end of summer here, and um, because of all kinds of things that I've been organizing, I haven't done the um, street stall. But um, My mother has very, very kindly well and fortuitously um she just decided to buy a new car for herself and she's let me have her old car at a really, really good price and I'm paying it off and so I've I've been learning how to drive again after fifteen years of not learning how to drive and I've been spending all my weekends driving. Um and so I had big plans for tomorrow, um Sunday in New Zealand. Um normally it would it would be Saturday now, um for my, for the street stall, but um I was I had to take uh, Buddha to the vet today. Um she's fine though, so don't worry, it was just a checkup. And um anyway, so I now have this car which is something that I've been wanting to have with regard to personal issues in my life, and also street stall, I fought for a long time, wishing I never, I don't want to contribute to the oil industry, and, yeah, I just, um, I just wish the world was vegan, and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a car, and, you know, I probably would just move, like, I don't know, Anyway, well, it's not, so we have to keep going so let's um so what one of the things I want to talk about today well, first, first of all, tomorrow, I had big big plans for the street stall because um, I really really miss doing it, and um I've got this um sort of stand, this information stand that has a display it's a triangle shape I've posted a picture of it before on Facebook, and um I was really keen to break that out because now I can because I can take it down in the car but it's going to rain all day tomorrow, I mean, that's just, it's just going to be a miracle if it doesn't rain tomorrow, so probably no street stall tomorrow, and um, yeah, but anyway, street stall's going to be back, and um, I'm going to have this great stand, um, where it will, I'll be displaying certain things, and I'll take photos and everything, because I want people to see what you could do, um, with a really limited, you know, the, the stand I just was lucky enough to get hold of, because at my old job where I used to work, um, they had it sitting in the basement, and they were going to throw it away, and they were, they were having a big clean out, and they were like, we're going to throw this away, and I was like, no, no, please let me have it, so they gave it to me, and, um, and it's, it's an information set, it's like, it's like a triangle shape, and it swivels around, you know, like, when you're in a store, and they have, like, sunglasses on display, or, or it's actually for pamphlets, it's actually specifically for pamphlets, or, so like, say you're at a vet, it's actually from a vet, so if you're at a vet's office, you know, it's, it has pamphlet holders on each side, and you can put signs in the top, so I'm really, really, whoops, oops, I woke Jamie up, I'm really, really excited, Um, I can't wait to start doing that, I just, I mean, I get so excited about these things, because I feel like it really does, it is really going to be quite an effective thing, because a you know, if people don't want to come up to us and talk to us, or if, they, if they're if they too shy in the beginning or something, we're going to um, put the stand like just a little bit away from us. It won't be right next to us. It'll be just down a little bit. And then they can sort of go up and read the signs and read the information and just they can take anything they want. Um, I'll only put, I'm not going to put the Boston Vegan Association pamphlets in there because those are conversation only pamphlets. You have to come and talk to us if you want to get one of those pamphlets, but there's so many bits of information. I've got the um, sentience, Um, you know, I have to pick and choose what signs I put in it. It's only got three sides, but um, I'm going to put all the abolitionist approach pamphlets in there in different languages. Um, You'd be surprised how many of those you give away when you live in an urban city, when you live in a city that has a, you know, a big tourist population or whatever. I mean, I've given away almost every language um, at least once. Um, And so um, I'm going to try to sort of at least put those around close by. I've only got three sides to work on, but um, there's all kinds of things I'm going to put in there. I'll put in some of the Peaceful Prairie pamphlets, and I just, you know, people can just sort of take them, read them, and then if they feel like they're ready to talk to us, they can come over and talk to us and have a cupcake um, and take a Boston Vegan Association pamphlet, or they can just take the stuff away and they don't have to talk to us, you know. One of the things I wanted to talk about today was that because it's like it's it's so hard for us you know still because um we really really literally we really you know practically speaking pragmatically speaking we really only have our voices and um this movement is really just getting going and it's still to me unbearably slow because you know i still find people are so resistant to promoting veganism and I feel like it's like, hurry up, you know, <laughs> how much more information do you need to do it? I guess I'm really impatient with um, people who are already vegan um, and I and I guess I need to sort of maybe recognize a few of the things and try to understand more where they're coming from um, and I'm going to get into that later because that was um, a couple of things I want to talk about today was that. Sort of a lot of questions that we're having because now people are starting to people aren't dismissing us out of hand. Abolition is getting going now. People can't ignore it anymore, which I knew was going to happen anyway. Um, and so there's there's questions and people aren't so quick to dismiss it. And people are more less you know they're they're less skeptical of it and they're more open to it. And you know, um, slowly but surely, not fast enough for me, not fast enough for any of us. But um, it's it is happening and 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 i find the same questions over and over and um so anyway um so i I'll, I'll post pictures and everything once we get this and and i'm i'm going to buy a bigger table not not i'm going to go to the salvation army and or some second hand thing and i'm just going to get a, it's a little slightly bigger i mean not doesn't have to be that much bigger but my table now is so unbearably small i can't fit anything on it um, even a table twice as big, I could still carry with one hand. That's how small my table is. I could buy a table twice as big and still carry it with one hand. It's just like, my table is so small. So um, these are the things that are able to happen once you have a little bit of extra sort of mechanical help, I guess, um, despite all of the misgivings I've, I have around that. It's just this existence. you just constantly faced with these awful... yeah, it's... That's just um, a ridiculous situation that we've placed ourselves in on this earth. I don't understand it, but anyway, uh, I won't dwell on that uh, at the moment. Um, so that's that, and um, that's going to be happening. And you know, we we did the stall through the cold months, and um, last last winter I was doing the website and everything like that. But that's all done, and so this winter I will be back out there and um, be able to take down a big heaps of food for us to eat and keep us warm and stuff like that. Um, cause I'll be able to transport it. So, um, I'll be able to do that. And so it's going to be cool. Um, so that's enough about that. That's, you know, those are just things that we're just always going to do. And they're just always a work in progress and they're just always developing. And I always try to take photos of them. I like to take photos of, of, of just the practicalities of it because I want people to see that, you know, it's, you just kind of like, you just put stuff together, I mean, you know, you don't need this, you don't need a, you don't need a huge organization or anything like that, you can do it on your own, you can do it with a couple of people, you know, so that's why I post those photos, to try to sort of say, come on, you know, you can do it, um, so today, so, um, one of the things that I wanted to put out there was we've, um, I've kind of, I'm not on, um, Twitter, I'm never on Twitter anymore, Um, just because my job is uh, data entry, and it's 40 hours a week of relentless, relentless data entry, and I'm at the age where I'm starting to feel the nerve damage in my hands and things like that, and I just can't be on the computer that much anymore, Um, so I just gave up Twitter, and I'm on Facebook, uh, mostly just to um, promote very briefly things, and just to inspire the people, because, you know, I don't really know who looks at my Facebook page, um, I've got all these friends, I don't know who they are, um, but it's a way to keep in touch with people and all that kind of stuff, but, um, uh, and to see what's going on out there, um, but a lot of it, I'm getting sick of all this, um, sort of, I'm just getting a little bit sick of the internet, but I won't, I won't give it up completely, um, I can't remember why I was talking about the, um, the, oh right, but because what we've decided to do, what I really, really want to focus on, which is what I've really wanted to focus on from the beginning, ever since I started doing this podcast, if anyone remembers the first episode that I ever did, I'm trying to, you know, I've just, I really would like to do as much as I can while I can, as long as I can breathe and as long as I have a voice, to really get a grassroots vegan movement going, an abolitionist vegan movement going in New Zealand. And I'm lucky enough to have great, um, fantastic support. And we've created a Facebook group called Oz Vegan NZ Vegan, um, basically because we're from Australia and New Zealand. We, we have similar uh, cultures, I guess. And um, so we started this Facebook group. And I'm really, really keen, as I've always been keen, to just get that conversation going about why we should be promoting veganism, why welfare doesn't work, and just really, really getting that going. This is how things take hold nowadays. This is through the internet. That's where the that's where the ideas get put out there. And um, the, uh, you know, before the internet, it was in it was in paper form. You know, it would be print or it would be recordings or something like that. I still believe very strongly in in podcasts, and and I still believe very strongly in print. As well. That's why I distribute literature. I know it's very powerful. So, so that's what I'm trying to concentrate on, on um, with regard to um, advocacy on um, the computer. It's really localized advocacy um, because I would love to meet more people. Like, I've always wanted to sort of get more people, local people, to promote veganism unequivocally (laughs) and obviously we're trying to do that in Australia as well we're trying to do that all over the world but um I figure it's a good idea to see if you can touch base with people in your own country um sort of in a more focused way and so we we really we really are um concentrating on, on sort of local, I mean, Australia is a huge country with a massive geography, it's a continent, so that's a little different, and I mean, you know, the thing is, like, unless a person lives in your city, you're not going to work with them, Um, but it's it's sort of about inspiration, it's sort of about getting together, and then, like, maybe two people in the same city, you know, it it could happen, and then they'll get together, and then they'll start doing their thing, and what, I mean, my dream is, like, for more people to get out and do it in the community. I really, really believe that that has to be an integral part of this movement. Um, I very much support internet advocacy and podcasts and all those kinds of things very, very much. But I think that equally important and should not ever be neglected is getting out there in your community and being that face and being that voice for veganism in the streets of your community. I really, really recommend, you know, I, I love to see it. It's not doable for everybody, I understand that, Um, but for those who it is, and especially those who can meet up, and like, if they find each other in an internet group, and say, wow, we actually live quite close to each other, and I see it happening here and there, you know, other groups that I've been involved in, where they're trying to do it in their countries, and I see it, oh, hey, I live, you know, people will sort of go on the internet and, and join this group, and be like, wow, we actually live one town away from each other, Um, let's get together, you know, and let's sort of meet, and, you know, let's do something, Um, and it's just, um, I really want to encourage that, so, and that's what we've been doing, so if you're interested, if you're in, you know, Australia, New Zealand, it's it's completely focused on abolition and vegan advocacy, but um, just like anything else, I think it's really, really common that, um, for me, I find it because I really, the only reason that I even have a Facebook account is because I want to promote abolition, and I want to get people promoting veganism, and I want to just get that message out there, so not everybody's the same, you know, a lot of people have Facebook accounts because they want to just have socializing, and they want to sort of Um, have a place where they can go and just be with other vegans and relax because I understand that because you're in society and we live in in a society where the paradigm is overwhelmingly in favor of this unbelievable paradigm that we're living in. And it's still, it's just you know, I go, I, I was at the, um, at the fruit, fruit and vegetable market today buying, actually, I'm so excited. I was buying, um, bags of rice because they're going to be the, um, weights for my street stand. <laughs> so I wasn't even there buying fruit and vegetables. I was there buying five kg bags of rice so that I could, because it's so windy in Auckland. It's so windy in Queen Street. We have to deal with this gale force wind. So I'm, we're very innovative. We're like MacGyver's coming up with all kinds of solutions to deal with this, unbelievable wind. Um, So I bought two 5kg bags because the base of the stand is very small and the top of it is very big and heavy and believe me in Auckland it could be. I mean I you know I don't want to like I don't want to do anything to jeopardize my opportunity that I've been given to be on the street there. Um, I don't want to jeopardize that. Um, The last thing I need is for the store to like or for this, you know, thing to like, go through somebody's shop window, or, or like, take somebody out, you know, so I'm, I, anyway, so I was at the thing, and then I was waiting in line, and in front of me, and there were bags, and they were buying, and it was, it was bones, and, and body parts, and it's like, so obviously body parts, and I mean, and I, I remember when I used to do that, you know, I used to buy body parts, and, um, you know, and for us, like I say, we're still in this paradigm where, I mean, every time I go to the supermarket, I really look at what other people are buying in front of me because sometimes I get really excited. Like, I'll see someone in front of me buying um, tofu or um, something like that, and I'll be like, oh, maybe this person's, you know, vegan. And then I have a quick look at their groceries, and there'll be some milk, or, there'll you know, some cow's milk, I should say. And there'll be... Or there'll be a block of chairs, or there'll be something, and I'm like, Oh no, you know, and you're just surrounded by it, so it's um it's it, it's really, really overwhelming and so and then also when you're with your colleagues at work and with you with your family, and people are still very defensive and they're still very knee jerky and they still don't want to face the truth because it's so horrific, the truth is so horrific, and so I understand you want to go on the internet, and you just want to be with other vegans, and just, like, relax, you know, and that's one of the things i finally, like, I, okay, you know, I concede, like, but you know what, if you don't, okay, so what I'm trying to say is, like, you go on the internet, and then you're, like, trying to just, like, chill, or whatever, but then, and you, you know, you just want to relax, whatever, and then somebody like me comes along, and says something like, you know, come on, you know, let's, you know, let's do something about this, it's unbearable, um, we have to do it, and and I'm really serious, and I don't have much of a sense of humor about animal use, and I certainly don't have any sense of humor about welfareism because it just, um, it's just so wrong, and then these people are like, man, you're such a drag, and I just came here to relax, and you know, what the hell, and I'm like, okay, okay, fine, you know what, that's fine, but don't, promote welfare then, or don't, you know, don't, um, you know, I'm not going to let, I, you know, that, the problem is, is that a lot of the social networking that happens is, it's all very relaxing and everything, but then they still, then they're still promoting stuff because they're still wanting to be active, and it's all welfare, or all single issue, or pro-violence, or, or it's like, you know, one of the things that I, kind of get frustrated about is like, I'll go on, like, I don't even like, I have a lot of Facebook, uh, you know, they're called friends, but (laughs) complete strangers, and I don't even, I I can't look at the news feed, because it's, there's these horrible pictures, and then capital letters of people screaming and abusing and, and going on and on about how despicable everyone is, and I'm like, you know what, you... If the, you need to be out there educating people, then, because you weren't vegan, too, remember. So, instead of like screaming and and cursing and 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 driving yourself crazy with and then being all superior because they've got this massive superiority complex, um with these like all these other people and they feel so special and like oh we're just we're vegan and we're just so amazing and these total brutes out there look at these you know or whatever you know what i mean i mean i don't know maybe everybody doesn't have facebook friends like this but and i'm sort of like looking at them and thinking so do something about it go out there and spread the word and you know like do something about it don't don't come here and complain and you're not even doing anything about it. You know what I mean? Because as we know, unless you were lucky enough to be raised by a vegan family, of which there are a few, but the majority of us aren't because this is only just getting going, with regard to percentage-wise, you know, you, you didn't used to be vegan either, and you used to eat those body parts, and you used to wear that skin, and you used to drink that milk. And I know that a lot of it is self-hatred, and I know that a lot of it is guilt, but instead of of doing that, how about getting out there and educating? How about getting out there and talking unequivocally about veganism in a way that is effective and approachable and will actually get people to actually consider that you're not actually some kind of violent, um, human-hating sort of unstable person, uh, that would be really, really helpful. I just wanted to say that. So I just only look at like a certain list and I just promote that stuff. And, and I'm really just wanting to concentrate on this local advocacy grassroots thing, which I've been wanting to do for ages. And I'm, you know, um, the lesson that I learned, uh, when I first came to New Zealand is you can't, uh, just start your own group and and it's gonna be small in the beginning and but but if if people are interested, they'll come. a lot of people will just join because they'll think, "Oh, here's another vegan group I'm gonna join and everybody's welcome and and you know like as we know like in the in the animal sort of advocacy um uh community, most of it one of the reasons why we're having such sort of like one of the things that people are having a hard time adjusting to is that apart from abolitionists, um, everybody else is like, anything goes, everything goes, we're all doing the same thing. And so it's like, you you know, before, I guess, before we came along, you know, everybody would join everybody's group. And I mean, I could be wrong, because I wasn't really part of that. But that's kind of what I think. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but and I obviously there was still, you know, you know disagreements and personal nonsense between people or whatever. But the impression that I get is like before we came along, it was like everybody's going to support everything that everybody's doing, whether you're whether you're promoting violence, whether you're promoting a single issue, whether you're promoting welfare, or whether you're promoting vegetarianism, or you know whatever. Everybody's in it together, and we all pat each other in the back, and we all like you know sh- you know just sort of like everything goes, anything goes, you know. Um, and, um, obviously that's not working, is it? And so, um, I under so, so for us, it's kind of like, you know, we start, we start these groups and then people are like, I'm going to post this petition, um, you know, about, um, the dolphin slaughter and, um, and we're like, Hey, um, we think, that because animals are property, (laughs) you should be promoting veganism because until animals are not universally sort of just default position as chattel property, nothing's going to change and it's just only going to get worse, um, or it's just going to stay the same and then you're going to fool yourselves with these kind of empty kind of victories where you think that, you know, these welfare whatever campaigns and, um, and then people get upset and then they're like, um well, you know, it's kind of like they feel unwelcome, or they feel, you know, um, it's not, they're not, they're not used to that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that, um, from what I've seen, uh, every sort of uh, animal advocacy thing is really welcoming of anything except abolitionists. They're not welcoming of us. But, you know, like I say, there's this reason because it's a totally separate ideology. And so you get this... um, people like what, what's going on here because this isn't how it used to be you know we, we, we would be able to join this group over here and we would um, join this group and it would be like a vegan group or a vegan slash vegetarian group whatever right it's all the same right you know and um, it would be like a PETA or something and then we'd go on and be like we have a petition against you know the skinning of, of, of some such certain type of animal in a certain country and then everybody in the group would be like yeah I'm going to sign your petition and then somebody else come along and be like, here's a video of, you know, somebody with a bullhorn screaming outside McDonald's and everybody's like, yeah, you know, and then, and then, and then sort of now, now, (laughs) um, to their, um, sort of to their chagrin, um, we're, we're, we're sort of saying, hey, um, (laughs) well, that's. It's it's can we can we can we refocus and can we sort of take a step back and and can we just analyze this this um this knowledge that we that we think that is really important for everyone to know, which is that we live in a world in which all non-human animals are property, they're chattel property. It's slavery by the trillion. By the trillion. And regulation and single issue doesn't work because 99.99% of the world are part of that slavery paradigm. Okay, I'm going to just... I will be right back. Okay, I'm back. Um, So, um, I kind of lost my train of thought, but um, anyway. So starting up a group or some sort of local advocacy for abolition means a lot of education. And um, you just, and I, and I, and I sometimes I see questions and I'm, and I'm just like, really, that's really a question, you know, you're really asking that. And then I think, well, geez, I mean, nobody's read Gary Francione's books um, who are asking these questions, um, and I don't, I mean, I can suggest that they read his books, I hope that they do read his books, but just in case they don't go out there and get the books and read them in this, you know, little moment that I have, let me see if I can try to put in perspective, um, and just see, see what happens, and, um, but you can't, I mean, I feel like people are really concerned about a number, about, how many people like I don't I don't rate the rightness of what I'm doing the actions that I'm taking by the amount of people who are doing them and that may seem counterintuitive but I think at this point in the game it's not Um, that's one of the reasons why um, I just wanted to plug um, Emmy James um, has got a new podcast out that is, that is fueled by her Peaceful Abolitionist blog, and I'll post a link, um, to Peaceful Abolitionist, where she was talking about this vegan slash vegetarian phenomenon, which is a topic very dear to my heart that I should really devote a two-hour rant to, um, where she discussed how, um, because we, we encounter that a lot, um, we encountered it in our group, where, um, there's this whole, um, vegans and vegetarians or vegan slash vegetarian society or 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 the or they just call it the vegetarian society and then you'll you'll click on the information it'll be like everyone welcome vegans and vegetarians alike and I'm thinking well and then and then we say to them you know um because it's just veganism is 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 not vegetarianism and it is so wrong to conflate the two as if they're the same thing. I mean, vegetarianism is non-veganism and non-veganism is the torture and slaughter of animals and the exploitation of animals and slavery and violence. And that's what we're trying to end. So it is completely and utterly uh, wrong to, um, conflate the two in that way. And, um, if you want to be and then and then, the extent what we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in different ways. We'll be like, why don't you just call yourself the Vegan Society, who who runs the group? Well, the person who runs the group is a vegan, and they're very dedicated to veganism, but they call themselves the Vegetarian Society in order to be more accessible, or to be more open, or we don't want to scare people, we don't want to alienate people. And I'm like, well, what about the meat eaters? Why aren't you called the Vegan slash Vegetarian slash Meat Eater group? Aren't you scared of alienating the meat eaters? It doesn't make any sense. It's not logical at all. It just makes no sense at all. All the vegetarians in the world used to be, quote, meat eaters, unquote. I hate the term meat eaters. They used to be that. And how did they all learn about vegetarianism, which was not eating the flesh of animals? Well, unless you're like a, well, whatever. But you know what I mean. I mean, how did they all become that from being meat eaters? Because there were vegetarian societies and they talked about vegetarianism. So it's totally and utterly illogical and nonsensical to turn around and, and, and say, we have to, um, you know, and I think that it's because people want this, there's this a safety in numbers thing, and that's the same with, like, joining groups that, like, welcome all approaches, we think all approaches are welcome here, and it's like, it's almost like a safety in numbers game, like, they're intimidated by the thought of being the only one in their country, or whatever, who doesn't agree with everybody else, and, um, And so there's this thing, it's like, well, we've got, you know, a thousand people in our group and you've only got 10 people in your group. So we must be right. And I'm sorry, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. I mean, just look at history. What vegetarianism is, is the torture and slaughter of animals. We know about the dairy cows. That's why I have such a hard time with, with vegans who make her who apolog, who apologists for this phenomenon. And then they say, well, they'll learn about, we, you know, we introduce them to veganism. You know, we, um, we educate them about veganism in our vegetarian group. And I'm like, well, you're starting out with a lie. You know, you're, you're, you're starting out with this lie. That's the wrong way to start out. We've got to stop being afraid of quote alienating or scaring people away that is going to limit you you know yes people are defensive I mean we live in a world in which animals are considered as things as property as 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 it's you know that's you know our grandmothers were cooking us body parts for breakfast this is the world that we live in so yes people are going to freak out when forced to face the truth but that doesn't ex- that doesn't mean that you have to turn around and ha- hide in in these lies and these half truths and these and these confusion of 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 this um it's it's just we're never going to break through i mean the time is now we're never going to break through if that's our attitude don't be afraid to be the only one because you won't be for long take a look around you, and if, I mean, one of the things that a very dear friend of mine said to me a long time ago, and I, and, and it's it's a little cynical, but he said, hey, if at the moment, with the way things are, if, if everybody around you is agreeing with you, then I have to say you're doing something <laughs> wrong, and, and in a way, it's like, it's not like this, I don't want to, you know, and I am not, Wanting to be the lone wolf, as they say, or um, the the you know I don't I don't go around um, wanting to um, rock the boat or or be the 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 wet blanket or the or the you know the 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 de- the splash of cold water or I mean it's hard it's 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 hard work sometimes always being the one who's who's kind of uh, doing that but. I mean, what, which, where do we want, what do we want to happen? Do we want this, do we want to change this or not? We're not going to change it by hiding and by, by looking for safety in numbers and by being too scared. Who who are the ones who are scared? I'm sorry. I don't think that people are getting scared away because you know why? Because I do a vegan stall in the street and it's amazing and I have witnesses now, Okay. So, you can't like ask them, all right? And Renata Peters as well. I'm going to have her on my show. So, who's the scared ones? You tell me, okay? We need to be out there talking unequivocally about veganism. Every last one of us. And none of this vegan slash vegetarian and none of this um, uh, safe, you know, every approach, you know, let's all just it's it's a it's if if something hasn't been working for hundreds of years or at least decades at least, and if there's really very real evidence and and logical reasoning as to why and if you and if you are faced with that you know it's time it's time for a change it's time for a change and where' that change and um and so just um you know that people are just gonna have to get. I have to get used to it. Um, so when you do decide to get out there and start a group or, or be an abolitionist, a vocal abolition, a advocate for abolition and an unequivocal advocate for veganism in your community and in your animal advocacy community and in your vegan community, just realize that at the moment, yes, you are going to probably be in the extreme minority still. We're just getting going. Um, And, um, that's just the reality of it at the moment, but it's globally, there are these people. And, and as Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of determined individuals can change the world or something, words to those effect. Margaret's somebody, I'm terrible with quotes, but I have to go and like look it up on the internet, but, um, my garage band's going to crash if I do that. So... Somebody said that never doubt that a small group of determined citizens can change the world and that's what's happening so we're still the minority but we're everywhere and that, and it's it's the power of the of that of that message of that voice and these words resonate Um, There's so much, so much, so much to talk about. I was going to talk about single issue campaigns today. I was going to do an entire podcast about just that, and I'll be wanting to talk about petitions for ages, but I haven't done my podcast for a long, long time, so I just needed to just get this stuff out there because I've been, like I say, involved with this sort of advocacy group on, or trying to get this thing going. But another thing I wanted to say, what I wanted to say in relation to that, because what I was kind of trying to get to in the beginning is when you do now, now that abolition is kind of like a, it's, it's like a common, it's like, it's still very misunderstood and it's still very misrepresented and everybody and their mother are, want to call themselves abolitionists depending on, you know, what mood they're in that day. But the bottom line is that the word is now, it's like the word du jour or whatever. And, um, and so, um, it's, it's out there w- with these, with these little, little, um, uh, our pockets and so it's not it's it's un, it can't be ignored anymore it's it's everywhere now and um it's it's global and so um but it's still just it's not the majority by any stretch of the imagination so um you get questions like i found now that um now that now that we can't be ignored anymore um instead of just completely writing us off um people are saying well they're genuinely they're genuinely asking questions like, but aren't, you know, and, and maybe they've always been genuinely asking, asking these, these questions, um, but it's it's less, I find that it's less a total and utter sort of denouncement of like, you, you just want the animals to die now, and you just want the animals to suffer now, and you don't care about the animals now, there's less of that around now, and there's more of like, but hang on a minute, I mean, how is this going to work really, I mean, you know, how, how can we make this work, and we're all still learning together, and so I try to say, you know, I just try to share experiences, and, and, and the truth is, is that right now, um no matter what anybody tells you what we really have the most powerful thing we have and almost the only thing that we have is our voices because we don't have the law we don't have the um the media um we we don't even have the medical community in any great degree it's getting there the environmental community i mean it's sort of but i mean it, it's it's like we we don't have the politicians forget it. I mean, we don't have any of that kind of stuff. We just have our voices. We don't have any power, so to speak. You know, it's not illegal. It's not illegal to slaughter innocent animals. I mean, it's it's not illegal to go out and shoot to death a, a sentient being, as long as they're not a human being. It's not. It's not even... I mean, animal cruelty laws are a joke. I mean, there's torture happening on a massive scale, and it's only very certain. So anyway, just read Gary Francione's books if you want to sort of analyze the legal aspect of it. But what we have is our voices. So if we don't learn how to use them, if we don't get the courage to use them, if we don't practice collectively using those voices to to be unequivocal I'm sorry to sound like a broken record Um, then um, and and we can't be scared about scaring people away because you know what you're never going to reach people by being quiet and you're only going to confuse them and and perpetuate speciesism by promoting things such as welfare reforms or single issue campaigns, and I'll go into, I'm going to do it, my next episode will be about the those, or, or getting them to sign a petition, um, at, or, or telling them to cut down, or, or, um, to give you, you know, to give money, or something like that, because I remember one of the things that really struck me was, like, when I was, when I listened to the, um, the interview that really, really kind of woke me up in a big way was the interview between Eric Marcus and Gary Francione and um, pe- people confuse themselves when they when they when they're sort of trying to work this out in the head because they'll be like well if you talk to people about ve- you talk to people about veganism you you say what we claim us abolitionists claim and now we actually because we're actually doing it because we're actually doing vegan education it's not just a it's not just a theory, it's actually it being put into practice, and Gary Francis has been doing it for the longest time, and, and, and there are other people out there who, who have been doing vegan education for a long time, vegan education, and, um, you go on, and you learn that people are going vegan because of it, um, so it does work, but, um, but people will be like, on the one hand, you say that, you, you know, you talk to people about veganism, and they go vegan, but then on the other hand, you say that they'll take the easy way out, so, so which is it? Like, are people open to veganism or are people going to take the easy way out? And it's like, well, if you, and one of the things that Gary Francione said in this interview was like, if you tell, and and I understand what he means and, and I wish people wouldn't get confused. It's like, you have to challenge people. So if you tell someone on the one hand, um, you could go vegan or you could cut down and Gary in the interview is like, what are they going to do? they're going to cut down, they're going to do that, if you tell people you can buy this free range, and buy these cage free, and you're absolving your moral um, obligation to animals, they're going to do that, and it should come as no surprise, but then you can't turn around and say, well, oh, well, you're just saying that people are stupid, and then it's pointless anyway, no, be upfront, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so frustrating, it's like, Yes, people are going to be defensive. Yes, people are not going to want to change. Remember what it was like for you. Everybody's got a different story. Um, but um, I didn't change until I was told the truth about veganism. And it was very painful. And um, in the beginning, when I first saw like footage of, of animal slaughter, the... the the, the the footage that I saw was pigs specifically, and I ran away from it. I did not want to even think about it. I mean, I just erased it from my mind as quickly as I possibly could because I didn't want to deal with it. And um, it is going to be very, it is going to be very painful for people and people do put up defense and people do have knee-jerk reactions. So like people will say like, well, what do you do with people who say, I'm never going to be vegan? You say in that moment, if they say that to you, you just be, you just still continue the education. You, you can't control what that person's going to say in that moment and you can't blame yourself, and, you know, it's not about, like, not scaring people away, what scares people away, is being violent to them, or being rude to them, or being, um, pretending like you're superior to them, and screaming at them, and things like that, you know, that scares people away, I just, I don't understand this mentality of, of, people are going to be scared away, oh, um, we have to say vegetarian, or people are going to be scared away, and what about all the vegetarians, oh, what about all the vegetarians, you mean all the people who are contributing to the horrific, horrific dairy industry and egg industry, where mothers are having their babies ripped from them, and the babies are being slaughtered, and this, I mean, yes, that's what, that's what you're talking about when you're talking about vegetarianism, So, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just hide behind it and say, well, we can't scare them away? Well, I don't see the vegetarian societies worrying about calling themselves vegetarian because they're not going to scare the, quote, meat eaters, quote, away. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess it's because I haven't done a podcast for a while. This is just the same stuff. It's just like a circle. It's like a whirlpool. Just around and around it goes. And I'm just like, where it stops, nobody knows. But anyway we're going to make it happen. We're making it happen. But, um, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely safety in numbers. And, um, that's why I think a lot of people are, um, uh, doing, uh, supporting, like, because if I was to go on Peter's page and post a, um, stop the, um, seal clubbing in Canada, uh, thing. I would get like a million um, likes, and if but if I was to go on their page and say, let's unequivocally promote veganism and let's make that the focus of everything we do, I'm not going to get any likes. Maybe there'll be like one or two people, you know, one or two people who will support, but the majority of people will have have um, objections to that. Um, but there will be a lot of questions, a lot of questions. And so I, I suggest that if you're, if you're going to, well, I hope that people are trying to start up abolitionist, uh, you know, grassroots movements in their own countries, you're going to get these questions and treat them as best you can, which I'm still trying to learn to do as the same kind of questions that you get from people who are not vegan when you're talking to them about veganism. Because, the thing that, and I've always admitted that this is a problem, like this is a fault that I'm still working on, I'm trying to better myself, I'm always trying to better myself, and I'm, I'm, I have a really, really hard time understanding vegans who don't want to promote veganism, and I get very frustrated with vegans who refuse to read the work of Gary Francione, and who refuse to even consider the fact that welfare reform is a joke, And I shouldn't put it that way. And I don't put it that way when I say it to people. I try to word it. I'm trying to be more diplomatic and say, hey, have you considered the fact that animals are chattel property? And this means that, you know, look, I mean, it's just, you can't regulate it. It's just, it's just, you, you just, you know, and it's no point going to the, to the producers of, of the product, you know, let's educate people about veganism. So, you know, treat it the same way as you would when you do a vegan store and people come up and say, what about protein? Where do you get your protein? Um, and you'll learn, and you'll learn, and, and, um, but you have to look for the people who are willing, so it's like, when you're starting a a local group, and you're trying to get more people to, um, in your countries, and in your communities, to connect together, and, and learn about abolition, and learn about what it means, why we oppose welfare, it's nothing personal, it's not because we, it's not because, I mean, there's, it's just a a factual thing, you know, people really, really, really need to realize that animals are property, and you, and, and that's just the most important thing that you need to know, and, um, and you're gonna have people come along, and they're just gonna want to, like, promote their stuff, like, they're just gonna want to promote their vegan cookbook, or whatever, and they're not gonna want to talk about advocacy, but you gotta look for those people who are serious, because in the beginning, I feel like, I almost wonder, um, I mean, I feel, I'm lucky, I, I feel like I'm almost lucky because I'm at a stage in my life where um, I'm I'm, helping, I'm very happy with my own company, um, I don't need approval from other people anymore, oh gosh, I used to, oh my gosh, I used to look for nothing but approval from other people, I wanted to be accepted so bad, I would do anything, um, I couldn't stand to be alone, I was always on the phone, I was always like, you know, I just didn't, I couldn't stand myself, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in a place where, uh, I can, I can be that quote outcast or whatever. Um, and, um, and because I know that it doesn't, it, there's proof in history, but, but the bottom line is, is just because there's not the majority of your advocacy community doing it doesn't mean that what they're, it doesn't mean that what they're doing is what you should be doing, um, and, and and it, if I believed that welfare really worked, and if I believed that these things really worked, and really helped animals, I would be doing them too, so it's not about a desire to be an outcast, or a desire to be, um, just, just to be contrary, or something like that, and, and, and it's, and it can be, um, it can be frustrating, you know, to be a, a, in the situation where you're looking around and, and somebody will start a, a group and it'll be like, anything goes and everything goes. And, and so many people get involved because anything goes and everything goes. And there's no analysis and there's no, um, sort of, uh, critical thinking. And then you're kind of like, oh, you know, what is this all about? Like, do people just want to, like, get together and have big, you know, sort of self-congratulatory parties, or do they really, really want to make this happen, and so you just, just do your thing, and, and, and look for those, those, those other people who, have had had a chance to read and analyze the situation, and look at, look at all of the, um, just continue to be that voice for truth, and against, against all odds, it's, it's going to prevail, it always does, look at history, it's still happening, um, don't dwell on on the things that, like, oh well, maybe we're running out of time, or it's, you know, don't don't dwell on those those kinds of things. Face the reality that we're still. It's still, it's, I, we still live in a world in where I'm going to go to the fruit and veggie store. Well, it's not just a fruit and veggie store, obviously. It's a, it's a supermarket, and there's going to be, people. These young smiling people with a bag full of body parts bones and, and 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 bodies of of um innocent beings and and these people were smiling and and they were in in many ways they are um gentle and and they just are so. Enmeshed and, and so asleep in this awful w- paradigm that we live in, and um, and so somebody's got to um step outside the status quo, and that includes the status quo of the mainstream animal movement, which just perpetuates the paradigm. It does it's, it just does, and I, I feel like, I know, I know where people are coming from, because people will be like, well, I tried to talk to somebody about veganism, and they were just like, I need my meat, I love my meat, and then they change the subject, and I'm like, yeah, me too, that happens to me every single day, but um, I never back down, and those words resonate, you know, remember, just think of yourself, use yourself in as an Example: Have you never sat next to someone and they've said something and you've just had a reaction to them, but their words just resonated? Truth is is um, is self um, self perpetuating. So um, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid that you're going to screw people away. What are they going to do? I mean, well, do people seriously think that you know people are just if you're if you're just factual and you just present this and you, and you, and you offer this, these ideas and you put these ideas out there. People are just, you know, they, they can't, they won't be able to ignore it. They won't be able to be scared because they won't, there will be no way for them to hide. They, they won't be able to hide from it. But if, if, if the, you know, cause we are millions, there are millions of vegans in the world one percent of six point two billion is millions of people. Every community has at least one vegan. And and as Anne Frank says you know, people, most people are inherently good. We just live in this paradigm. It's just like we used to do when, when it was perfectly normal to enslave, you know, other humans. and It was perfectly normal to do these things to women. I mean, you know, it doesn't surprise me in a way what we're doing to non-human animals, because look around at what we're doing, what we're still doing to other humans. So it's, it's all part of the same um, journey. It's all part of the same voice. But until those voices are united and don't, get it twisted, I'm not, that definitely does not mean that we um, have to, um, that we're obligated to stop being abolitionist and start saying, well, everything goes and all these um, opinions and and all of these things are valid, No, 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 when I say a united voice, oh my god, who is, I'll be back, when I say a united voice, I mean a united voice, which I mean, I've been saying it for well, anyway. A united voice for abolition, for nonviolence, for veganism, for justice, for respect for all other beings. What a magical, wonderful world it's going to be! I was lucky enough to um, be able to save a life yesterday, and um, it's. Um, and One of the, one of the persons who I really appreciate is Trisha, um, Ro- um, Trisha Roberts, because she um, often reminds us about um, insects um, and how, how vulnerable they are in our homes, you know, and, um, and uh, anyone who's, as far as I know, any abolitionist I know is always very conscious that it is wrong for us to sort of. Like, oh, there's a spider in my room, yuck, you know, die, (laughs) you know, and, um, which, believe me, there are other people who do, and they call themselves vegan, but, um, she does talk about, a lot about insects, and, and sometimes you get so overwhelmed, uh, as we know, you get so overwhelmed with all the lives that you can't save right now, and even just, I've lived in New York, and I've walked past, you know, cats in the street, and, oh, I've just got so many, so many, I've just got so many things I have to bear, and, um, and anyway, I was, I was, um, I was lucky enough to successfully save an insect, because sometimes I mean, anybody who, who lives in a, in a place where there are insects, and I just don't know anywhere where there's really not, um, oh, maybe there are some apartment buildings where the, I don't know, they're so sterile, or so whatever, but, um, sometimes it's, it's hard because you, you, you see a situation, and you want to save the insect, but they're so incredibly delicate, their legs are so tiny, and they and they you know, their wings, and, 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 um, you try, and then you sometimes think, well, did I just do more harm than good, did I hurt, and then sometimes I'll die, and you're like, did I, did I, was I responsible for that death, um, there was a fly yet today that I couldn't save, but anyway, yesterday I was walking past my clothesline, and believe it or not, or was it actually this morning, I had a really long day today, very long and busy day, so it might have even been this morning, but it feels like ages ago, yeah, it was this morning, there's this particular type of spiders that build these massive, amazing webs, like the kinds you see on documentaries, these massive spider webs on my clothesline. And it's like from one day to the next. So the thing about spiders is like time for them moves differently. And so um, I always have to check my shower because I'm like, well, I just had a sh- I was just in there 24 hours ago and you guys are building like a, a, a f- you know, you're building like a city. <laughs> I mean, but they, but they do. So you always have to check. So on my clothesline, um, I have to be really careful, there's these tiny little spiders, I never see the spiders themselves, because they're always up the top, but they've got these massive webs, and believe me, these webs are so sticky, I mean, there's some kind of incredible industrial material, I mean, just lethal, lethal, and I walked past the clothesline, and there was a bee, so I made the decision to rescue the bee, which would destroy the spider web, but the spider would build another web, and yes, it was hugely inconvenient for the spider to have to build another web, but this bee was going to die, and, um, I got a, a little, I mean, the bee, I mean, this is how strong the spider web is, is that this bee was just stuck fast, I mean, these spiderwebs, I've actually accidentally got them on my hand, you see, and I'm telling you, it was sticky, sticky stuff, so I, I managed to get something, and I, you know, I, I gently, you know, extracted the bee, and, and then the bee was frantically cleaning, cleaning herself, I mean, just frantically, like, oh, you know, clean, 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 so I took her over to a a, a flower, and she was fine, she was going to be fine, she had obviously just flown in there, and I was like, oh, yeah, this, you know, she's going to live, and, and she was cleaning, 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 and I was worried, I was concerned, because I thought, well, you know, you just never know, I don't know anybody else who's, who's, sometimes you can't save them, and, um, anyway, so she, she was clicking, and, and scraping her back legs, and her face, and just like, oh, get all this off me, and then off she flew and I was just like, yeah, and the feeling was, it was, it was like, because you, as a vegan in this world, and this is, and I understand it, and this is why a lot of people go absolutely out of their minds, they do, you just surrounded like I say I was standing literally today, same day, same day as the bee, and I was watching people put body parts in a shopping bag. You know what I mean? And um and so you just there's this life and, and you and you get that and and it must be the same for people who rescue, um who who spend most of their time rescuing animals. And I also recognize that they spend a lot of time dealing with heartbreak. Because just like me, when when say there was a fly, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. He was in my sink, and flies are usually pretty hardy. I think very fast and real survivors. And I saw him in the bottom of the sink. There was no water in the sink, and I'm like that's unusual. And so I reached down, and he didn't fly away. And I was like, yeah, this is very unusual. And I do not know what was the matter. And I got a piece of cardboard, and he was he or she. Was, Le- the legs were sh- shaking really, really badly, I don't know what happened to him, I don't know, I couldn't figure it out, and well, what am I going to do, I just tried not to crush, you know, when I was, ex- I put a piece of cardboard, and he crawled on the cardboard, and he was just gripping onto the cardboard, and the back legs were trying to clean the, um, thorax, and shaking, and, and, um, so unlike a, a larger animal or a mammal or something where you can kind of see what's going on in an insect, you just, a lot of times you just try to put them in a safe place and then you hope that that they survive. But if you watch them and they do survive and you realize that you actually had a, you saved somebody, it's, 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 it, it's actually, a, um, it fills your heart because you, like I say, as a vegan, when you go through life, you feel, you feel so helpless to save this, all this, and that, and that's why, and that's why, um, um, it was so important, it's so important for us to understand that animals are property, and why are we not saving them? Well, because, um, you know, our brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers are, are using them and eating them, and, and we have, um, the only way for us to change that is is for this human race to become vegan, and the only way for the human race to become vegan is for us to be unequivocal about veganism and teach them what we learned and and make it happen, and the only way we're going to do that is by being vocal about it, because right now what we have is our voices and I know it's frustrating, and I know it seems unbearable, and I know it seems slow, and, and, and I know it's tempting to go and sign a petition that says, we're going to ban this horrible thing, but examine, you know, examine it, it ex- learn about what it means about this, this property paradigm, learn about, do vegan education, um, and you will and you will realize how powerful that is and um and imagine if we all did it all over the world, if every time anyone opened a newspaper or opened a, a blog or opened anything to do with animal advocacy, it was about veganism and the amazing easiness of it, and the incredible um nonviolence and and, and respect and justice and and just this beautiful, beautiful thing that we, we know, imagine that every single time, every single voice, you know, let's, let's work towards that, um, so it does mean, um, looking for those people who are open to it, just like when you're out in the street doing veganism, look for those people who are open to veganism, um, we'll get, we've got to get to those people first, um, and so, um, That's why I'm very, very happy to work with the people that I work with who are abolitionists and I don't – and the work that we do and the work that we're going to do together and the work that, you know, you do at a street stall, even just one person, is it's, you know, don't worry so much that – you don't have i mean i don't I, I don't really want like 10 other people at my stall if they're all going to be standing there saying well you know you can go cut down or well you can buy free range or cage free i mean i don't want that i mean i just i don't want that so i would rather have only two of us Standing there and telling the truth and being unequivocal and 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 and, and you know t- telling it like it is and and doing unequivocal vegan education, then I would have fifteen people standing there saying, We're for animals and let's be compassionate and let's cut down on the amount of meat that you eat you know no it's just for me it's like it's not even it's just not even it's not even an issue it's like um so I just i don't know if I made any sense, but i want to stress stress that um that little thing now just as as more as more people are kind of becoming waking up to this in their own communities and then they're looking around and they're saying well geez you know has anyone else in my community um come to this realization yet maybe maybe you're the only one you know you're the only one in like latvia or something you know you're the only one in in well you know whatever country you're in and you just don't give up you are the future, you are the light, don't give up, don't go back, (laughs) never go back, Uh, so yeah, so that's my podcast for today, um, I'm gonna be, uh, I've got my new, I've kind of trying to get a new schedule of life, all kinds of changes have been happening lately, um, and so I am now going to get a routine going and I used to have a routine um, before when I did my podcast a lot more regularly I had a real routine and I've lost my routine I've been all over the place because my job schedule has changed all around and um, and like I say I've been taking driving lessons well not officially but I've been practicing driving and it was actually quite nerve-wracking but I'm totally comfortable now I, I drove my father around today, and he came over here, and I actually cooked him a dinner, um, and, um, and then I took him home, and, um, so I'm all, I'm all good with that, and I'm comfortable, I got my license, I got my full license, so all of those paperwork, I got insurance, I did all that stuff, so I've, like, crossed off all the t's and dotted all the i's and and um, i've got my new i've got a new work schedule where i'm going to be doing the street stall on the weekends now for the first time since 2009 when i started doing my street stall um i can or whenever it was maybe it was 2010 and so back to um weekends only um uh, so that's and i'm still trying to get that organized so it's it's all kind of a lot of changes have happened. But one thing hasn 't changed, and that is that um, I uh, am going to uh, do whatever I can whenever I can to promote veganism and um, I do it at work as well i have my I have my um, be vegan for all our children 's future poster that I did with um, with the help of Lorraine Haynes. Thank you so much, Lorraine, for the wonderful feedback and ideas and I have that at work um, and I also have um, a wonderful poster by um uh, Animal Emancipation, um, and it's the, um, Stop Violence Go Vegan poster, which I love, and then I, the other day, I promote, I put a, because I have my own little, I finally have my own, um, what's the word, what are those things called, pod, um, what are those things in offices where you sit in a little booth, or no, like your own cubicle, that's the one, I've got my own cubicle at the moment, I haven't had one, believe it or not, Um, this whole time I've had this job, I have not had my own um, one, but I had one, and it's got these, like, walls, and so I've been sticking stuff on the walls bigger, I've got those two posters up there, and then I stuck up the Gandhi quote, um, Nonviolence and truth are inseparable and presuppose one another because I am nonviolent to the core. I am more. A believer in nonviolence than ever, and in all of my debates and discussions and arguments and and conflicts with people who are promoting violence and all these kinds of things, I am even more convinced, and I am just even more nonviolent than I ever was. And you know, who who knows? Maybe they're even more violent than they were. I don't know, but um, I am a huge, huge proponent. I mean, nonviolence to me is the core of everything, and um and it resonates with people, it really does, it resonates with other human beings, I dare you to try to delve into that concept with people, and relate it to veganism, and see what you get, Um, you are going to get questions, you are going to get confusion, you are going to get speciesism, bottom line is, no matter what, anytime you open up your voice about veganism, you're going to encounter speciesism, so get used to it, and don't be surprised, because this, I mean, think about it, of course you are, of course you are, just like in the times of slavery, time you opened up your mouth about slavery, you're going to encounter racism, I mean, it's, it's like, hello, okay, so, um, but you're not going to be lynched, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, just, just, just learn how to sort of, just be matter-of-fact, and, 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 and learn from your mistakes, and, you know, don't punish yourself, if you, if you feel like you, you spoke to someone, and you and you got emotional or you got hostile or you lost your temper. I mean, I understand. Um, I, I'm trying not to myself. But, you know, we are dealing with this horrific, I mean, this bloodshed. It's just, it's like, you know, like it's hard, it's, it's unbearable knowing what's going on right now, isn't it? And we know this as as vegans. We know it's unbearable. And um, But learn from that and never apologize for being that voice. And I don't care if this person turns around to you and says, man, you turned me off veganism or whatever they try to do to make you shut up. Don't shut up. Don't let them shut you up. So, um, and at least you stood up for animals. At least you stood up for them. Believe me, that's a power. That's 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 so important. Don't back down. So don't let people quieten you by trying to scare you. You know, don't scare yourself into thinking you're going to scare other people away. That's just a whole. That's a that's a nightmare of 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 self of um, uh, fulfilling prophecy and, um, and don't go down that road, um, learn from your mistakes, but don't, don't be afraid to speak out, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise, um, so yeah, anyway, thanks so much for listening, and, um, I, um, I do have a couple of, of topics that I want to cover, um, uh, in the future that I don't know if I've necessarily gone into a in specific thing, they always come up, like, specific, types of things that I kind of try to break down and because I, you know, I think about them over time and I try to get them together in my head. It's not that I don't, like a lot of times for me, it just makes so much sense in my head and I'm just like, why are people even, but then another, in, in order for me to articulate it, or like say, in order to me to sort of deal with it in a, in a way of, of speaking about it, Um I, um I do a podcast and then all my jumbled thoughts, you know, they come and believe me, like after I do a podcast and it sounds and it's all jumbly and and stuff, it's kind of a way where I've formulated my thoughts. just like sometimes when I have a debate with someone online and I'll be writing and writing and writing and then at the very end of everything, I'm like, oh, I finally figured out what I wanted to say. Like it took me all that writing to finally get it together in my own head, Um, what I really like, how I meant to articulate it, and maybe I lost the chance with that person, like, maybe that particular person, it just went on too long, and I wrote too much, and I I was just too confused, or I was not clear enough, but from that experience, I got the things down pat, and I was like, oh, that's what I mean, like, after all that stuff, you know, you just kind of, this is the way I work, I don't know if everybody's this way, and I work things out, and then and then the next time, I've got a more concrete place to work from, and that's, like, as a vegan advocate as well, and that's, like, the more you talk about veganism as well, you'll find that happening, um, because you will get, um, asked things that you, you, you know, because you're just, like, how can you want to hurt animals, like, you know, you'll be, like, animals get hurt, people will be, like, yeah, I know, but what about plants or something, and you're just, like, what, um, but, you know, um, after you talk about it enough times you kind of get to a point where you kind of learn how to say certain things and get get the conversation back on track and um you have to practice it just like anything else so um please start practicing now as soon as you can as much as you can okay i'm really going this time Um, thank you so much for listening and i will be back